0: the very end of our Better Together series, this is week number four. In week number one, Pastor Trevor talked about loving one another. Pastor Michael Cowie talked about being in unity with one another. Last week, I talked about serving one another, and today I want to talk about encouraging one another, encouraging one another so important that we would, that we would encourage one another. You know, I was thinking about a time where I was very encouraged in my life, and uh, 22 years ago, my, my wife passed away. My first wife, Sherry, passed away, and out of that, uh, a friend of mine said, Mike, I know that it's important for you to, to just get away. And so he took me on a cruise, the only cruise I've ever been on. Uh, we went through the, the U.S. and British Virgin Islands, and uh, we were on a, a ship that had 120 guests and 80 staff. It was one of those really high-end cruises, friends. Like it was, everything was a la carte, every meal. There was no such thing as, as uh, anything other than just ordering the food that you wanted to have. It was amazing. And yet, inside, I was broken that whole time. There would be many days where I'd be weeping, uh, and then I'd go out into the surf, and uh, there would be times where we would dock at little islands where most cruise ships wouldn't be able to go. They'd have a surfboard out there full of caviar and all the rest, and I'm thinking, wow, like, I'm just a young pastor. I can't believe I'm able to do this. But, friends, inside, I was dying, Every single day, I would, I would wake up crying. I'd go to bed crying. And through the day, I was sick to my stomach. Didn't matter what I was doing. Didn't matter how sunny it was. I was always sick. And I remember getting back to St. Thomas and making my way to an internet cafe. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, yes, there was a time before smartphones when if you wanted to pick up your emails, there wasn't even text messages, I don't think, at that point. If you wanted to pick up your emails, you had to go to something called an internet cafe. It was just that, a place where you could get you know, coffee and other drinks, but it would just be loaded with computers. And I remember sitting down there And I remember logging on to my Hotmail, and I got an email from a woman that knew both Sherry and I, but she was more of an acquaintance than a good friend. And yet she wrote an email to me that was so beautiful about how Sherry had impacted her life and some things that she had remembered about Sherry, and then she encouraged me. And friends, there I am. On this beautiful day in St. Thomas, everything perfect. And I am absolutely a train wreck, friends. Like I am sobbing so bad. There is snot flying everywhere. You know when you ugly cry? I was ugly crying. It was about as ugly as can be. Now I've thought about it in reflection. I genuinely, like I had snot flying everywhere. I pity the poor fool that was at my computer after me. But friends, I want you to know that that woman encouraged me with her words. And 22 years later, I still remember that email and the impact that it had on me as I was in St. Thomas and she spoke right into my heart, encouraged my heart. I want you to think about a time when you were encouraged. When someone went out of their way and they encouraged you in your faith, they encouraged you in what you were going through. And I'm sure that each and every one of us can think of at least one instance when someone did something, whether it was small or something that was large, that really encouraged us. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, the Apostle Paul says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you're doing. Now in the New Testament whenever we see that word encourage just about every time it's it's really a word that is made up of two words it's parakaleo and para means beside or alongside and kaleo means to call or to summon and so almost every time we see parakaleo in the New Testament we translate it as encourage or exhort or comfort or console it 's this whole idea of coming alongside someone when they really need it and and when you come alongside someone, you can offer a few different things. One of the things that you can offer is support. You know there are just some times when you need support when others need support, they just need someone walking with them you don 't have to say much in fact, often we shouldn 't say anything; they just need someone that's going to walk alongside them they just need someone's presence now you can also offer support maybe you've got a friend that's in the middle of a renovation project and they are in over their head and you know that you can help and and you can offer support by helping them out and and maybe by saying just go away and I'll take care of this You're not doing the best job here. I'll I'll help you out. Offering support. Maybe it's by offering meals for someone who is going through a hard time. There are different ways that we can offer support. Another thing that you can offer is consolation. You know, this is the kind of encouragement for someone who is going through deep and heavy grief. Where you are just there with them. Friends, I walk with people that are going through grief almost every week. As I do funerals, as I talk to many of you who are perhaps grieving the loss of a loved one, but maybe you're grieving the loss of a dream or you're grieving the loss of a job, there are all sorts of things that we can grieve and you come alongside. And one of the beautiful gifts that you can give someone when they're going through grief is, is not to speak so much as to listen. Listen. There is a beautiful gift of listening that you can give because people want to in those times, they want to be heard. And, and you can ask a question like, can you tell me about the person that you lost? And it's amazing that more often than not, they actually do want to share about that person that they've lost, that there's actually a sense of joy and a sense of relief that you have not forgotten. And that person is not going to be forgotten that you come alongside in consolation. There, there could be a well-timed hug in there. And then you can come alongside someone in motivation. You see, there are times where we need encouragement to keep on going because we're getting a little bit tired, because we're getting a little bit exhausted and we don't know if we can get one more step in there. We don't know if we can get you know, to our destination and sometimes you need someone that is just going, come on, I believe in you, you can do this. This is something that often will happen at the gym where if you're working out at the gym, you're trying to get in that extra rep, you need someone that's gonna be yelling at you. Did I say something funny? Oh, come on. Hey, 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 guy, come on. I told you not to show that photo. Come on, like, no one needs to see my big biceps, okay? Man, it's amazing. You know, friends, when, uh, no, really, you can't get rid of that now. Awesome. So, you know, when you're working out, it's amazing how if someone encourages you, how you can end up doing things that you never thought you could do. I mean, there have been different times where I've been at the gym, whether I'm squatting or whether I'm doing a bench press and the guy's, you know, he's spotting me and he's just watching, you know, and he's like, come on, dig deep, dig deep, dig deep. You can do this. You got this. I'm like, I don't got this, man. I'm just out there like, I don't know. Like I'm going to die. Right. But they believe in me and they're like, come on, you got this. You got this. And you're like, and you know, if you were on your own, you'd never do that because you'd be like, I don't want to break my chest. You know what I mean? But because someone's there and they are, they are screaming that motivation, friends, it's amazing what you can accomplish. You know, motivation is also very helpful when it comes to living a victorious Christian life, friends, where we need one another. We need people that are going to say to us when we have lost our head of steam, when we have lost that motivation to put one foot in front of the other, some of you man, spiritually you 've gotten your butt handed to you this last year and and you feel like man, there's just been so many things that have gone on in your life and, and there have been so many things that have gotten in your way of your relationship with Jesus Christ, and you 've lost all motivation, and what you need is someone to come alongside you, you need a paracaleo, you need someone to to walk with you, to encourage you, to motivate you, to keep on going. Because there's going to be many times where we feel like we're out of gas. There's going to be many times where we feel like, man, I don't know if I can do this Christian life. There's going to be times where you just feel like, I'm not sure that God is listening to me or he's listening to my prayers, and that's when you need to have someone who is beside you that just says, you keep on praying. If you don't think that God's listening to you, that's when you've got to pray more. If you're feeling like no one cares about your hard work, you need someone that is going to walk beside you and say, keep on serving, you got this. If you're in a real funk and, and you feel like you've been treated unfairly, That there would be someone that would say, You keep on loving, even though you feel like you've been treated unfairly. Don't withhold your love. Keep on loving, even though that's how you're feeling. And if you feel spiritually dry, that there would be someone that would come alongside you who would say, Keep on reading God's word, keep on pressing in to Jesus. Now's not the time to give up. You keep on going. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, it says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You know, if we look at this verse, there's a a few things that we can draw out of this verse. The first thing is that we're to encourage one another daily. We encourage daily. You see, encouragement isn't meant to be a one-time event. It's a lifelong process. We just keep on encouraging. Friends, as the body of Christ, as the church, the body of Christ, we are to encourage one another daily. This is something that we keep on doing. We need our encouragement tanks filled. Too many of us, friends, are walking through this life with this empty encouragement tank, and it should never be the case. It should never, ever be the case. You know, it's kind of like a man telling his wife, Hey, babes, I told you I loved you when we got married. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. (laughs) Come on. I mean, for one, it's going to cost you a lot of money for that counseling and eventually that divorce. Friends, you got to keep on telling them that you love them and showing them through your actions. Man, some of you are in a marriage relationship right now, and I just want to shake you right now. I want to encourage you as much as I possibly can. Wake up! Love that person that is next to you. But they're annoying me. Well, you're pretty annoying yourself. (laughs) Encourage one another. Hey, how about parents to children? Oh man, it's so easy to discourage our children. It's so easy to be discouraged by our children. Friends, we've got to encourage them. We've got to continue to motivate them. And friend to friend, we've got to do this as well. You know, too often we think that we should only encourage someone when they're down. How about encouraging someone when they're up? How about encouraging them when they've done something amazing? Many of us, we we, we don't go out of our way to say, man, I'm so proud of you. Wow, great job. Wow, what a good job you've done. Man, I'm I'm so thankful for you. Friends, we've got to be able to do that, that we encourage them not only when they're down, but also even when they're up. You see, our words have power, power to build up or power to tear down. And, and our words are meant to build one another up. That's what they're meant to do. That, that if we're tearing people down with our words, we're using our words wrong, friends. So I want you to do an audit of your words right now. In this last week, do you think you did more building or more tearing down? With your words, did you do more building up or did you do more tearing down? So we encourage daily. But then it, it also says that we're supposed to encourage now. Now. We're supposed to encourage now. In in fact, it, it tells us that we're supposed to do it while it's still called today. You know, we shouldn't do tomorrow what we're called to do today. How many times have I been driving and a person has come to my mind and I've thought, oh man, I should really reach out to them. I should really, you know, give them a call. But, but by the time I go on with my day, I, and I might say, well, I'll do it at the end of my workday. How many of you know that by the end of your workday, you've totally forgotten who you were about to call and, and why you were going to even reach out to them? And one of the things that I am learning, and I'm a slow learner, but friends, I am a learner, is that I am just doing things as I think about them. So if I'm driving, total hands-free, I'm just like, hey, Siri, call Oh, rats, it actually did that on my iPad. (laughs) Cancel, Siri. (laughs) We got to encourage now. We got to encourage now. And friends, sometimes when we encourage now, we don't give people what they think they need. We give them what they actually need. And, and, and that's where we need to be open to the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to encourage you in that is, that is that we need to encourage daily, but we also need to encourage now. We just need to go for it. And friends, we also need to encourage for spiritual vitality. In fact, it, it tells us so that none of you, we encourage so that none of you will be hardened by sin's defeat deceitfulness man we can easily grow spiritually complacent can't we I mean I can grow so complacent and my heart can get hard where all of a sudden I'm not listening to the voice of the spirit any longer like I should I'm not moved by the things that move the heart of God I don't weep for the things that God would weep over. I don't have joy in the things that God would have joy over. That's when you know that there's this spiritual hardness there. There's like this hardness of your arteries. And many of us, we're at that place where we need a heart transplant. And you know who you are right now because you know what it's like to feel that way. Especially if you know what it's like to actually be soft before the Lord. And, and it can set in very easily, friends. And often it sets in just because of neglect, where we have neglected God for just so long. And, 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 and out of apathy, we distance ourselves from God. But another way that we distance ourselves from God is when we are actually actively sinning. That there are times in our lives when we know we should be doing something different, but rather we, we're, we like what we're doing. You know, sin is actually, it, it's really fun for a season, and, and some of us are harboring that sin in our lives and maybe that sin is a sin of unforgiveness and anger and, and you just don't want to let go of that unforgiveness and anger and it's actually something that, that you identify with. It, it becomes part of your identity but what it's doing is it's hardening your heart. Some of you you know you are thinking on lustful things all the time and what it's doing is it's actually making your heart hard and you are distancing yourself from others and you're distancing yourself from God and you our heart is growing hard and friends we can't afford to live there Psalm sixty-six eighteen 18 says if I had cherished iniquity sin in my heart the Lord would not have listened And we get to that place where it even feels like man when we're praying it's like we're praying up against you know a ceiling that is that is steel and, and our, our prayers are just bouncing back You know, the less sensitive we are to God's spirit, the more distant we become. And it becomes this vicious cycle. We're more distant from God and therefore we don't pursue God. And because we're not pursuing God, we're more distant from God. Friends, a relationship with Jesus Christ is a team sport. I need you to understand that. I know we often talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus. Each and every one of us has a responsibility to personally say, I will make a decision to follow Jesus. But friends, I want you to know once you've made that decision to follow Jesus, we need one another to encourage each other. In fact, most of us, almost all of us, wouldn't be followers of Jesus Christ if it weren't for others who were praying for us, who are encouraging us you know, along the way. Some of you are sitting here this morning all because of an invite from someone who loves you and says, hey, would you come to church with me? That that it is a team sport. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, the apostle Paul says, and let us consider, or, or it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together as some of, you are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching we're supposed to spur one another on to love and good deeds now i'm I'm not much of a cowboy but i do know that if you're riding a horse there might be a time when you want to get that horse going and you might just give a little spur into its side now not too hard and many of you you don't have spurs some of you now have them on your crocs But we just give a little kick, and all of a sudden that horse is going to get into high gear. And I think all of us, we need sometimes a gentle kick to get into high gear. And I think that that's what happens on a Sunday morning. We get just a little gentle kick to go, a little gentle reminder to go, hey, listen, there's more out there for you. You're a little stuck. Let's get going, friends. I know I do. I need that every single day. That's why I read God's word every single day. And we spur one another on by sharing stories. That's why here at North Point, I'm always sharing stories of what Jesus Christ is doing in people's lives. That's why we do baptism videos almost every Sunday, because some of you have been following Jesus for a very long time, and you have forgotten that joy of that first love when you first found Jesus, when Jesus first changed your heart and your life, and you need to be reminded of that. That's why we share stories and we share testimonies. And right now, I want to just play a video for you from a couple of our staff members just talking about some of the things that God is doing here at North Point, I want to Encourage you.
1: God is so good; He is doing incredible things in the teens of North Point. We have seen seventy. God is so good; He is doing incredible things in the teens of North Point. We have seen seventy-one teens make the first-time decision to follow Jesus in September. We have watched students choose to grow deep in their faith and seek after Jesus. It amazes me, but they invite their friends by the hundreds. And these recent days, we are in awe to watch those who have just accepted Jesus, brand new to faith, become passionate instantly and share what they have learned to those around them without worry or fear. They may know the bare bone basics, this much about faith, but you can hear them tell the newcomers to you, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much. Often the students do it so fast before even the leaders get there. And even when those around our teens, including family and friends, may not understand the choice they've made to follow Jesus and question their decisions, they choose to remain steadfast in their faith. Students are also encouraging each other to go deeper in their faith and to see what God is calling them to. We also have so many bold teens that are even going to malls with flowers and Bible verses attached to these flowers and handing them out to people and just asking them, how can I pray for you? And the list of what is happening goes on and on. May you be encouraged by knowing what God is doing in the next generation, how he is changing lives. In a world that is constantly calling them to other things, there's a generation rising up declaring that Jesus is Lord.
2: Well, good morning, North Point family. I just wanted to let you know that I am so encouraged by what the women of North Point are doing. I've seen them encouraging others in such incredible ways. One of the ways I can think of is there was a woman who recently lost a dear loved one and was fairly new to the church and her Bible study table had just surrounded her in love and they've taken such deep care of her. It is just moved me and encouraged my heart. We have a team of women here on Tuesday mornings that come and prep meals to fill our freezer with and those meals go out to people that are just experiencing some difficulty and it has been such a blessing to know that those meals are not just an encouragement um, and a nourishment to the bellies of of families but they are such a reminder of God's love and they are nourishment to the souls of these people. that they know that they are loved and they are cared for. One of our Bible study leaders actually took some of these meals to um, an office where she knew someone was struggling and and they were the recipients of this meal. A family has never um, been to church before um, and they're excited to come. And so I was just so encouraged by her story of reaching out, telling this family about Jesus and that this is something that our church family does for others. We have a, a lovely young adult in our congregation and she just had it on her heart to make soup for seniors and to care for our seniors well. So she asked for 12 containers. Um, She filled them and and now she is making 18 more batches. And so I'm just encouraged by that. Um, Our prayer in women's ministry is that we as the women of North Point would grow um, in God's likeness. We would grow in our knowledge of him and we would grow in our affection. And passions for him. And I am seeing that greatly here in the women of North Point as they grow and they serve and encourage one another. They are women who are generous with their words of encouragement and encouraging women to use the gifts that God has perfectly placed within them.
0: Isn't that amazing? You know, I just want to encourage you that God is doing amazing things here at North Point. And uh, another way that we can encourage one another, we can share our stories. And I do want to encourage you that we don't only share you know, our good stories, but we also share our scars. We share some of those things that have been rough. Because when you do that, someone else can relate to you. And that can be encouraging. Some of us, we, we only want to show off our trophies rather than our scars. And I want to encourage you when you show your scars you're also bringing courage to those who are going through a difficulty but we also do this friends by meeting together regularly I know I'm a pastor so it feels like maybe I've I've got just a little bit too much invested here but I want you to know that many of us are not an encouragement to one another and we're not being encouraged in our faith because we're not coming to church on a regular basis And so I know I'm preaching to the choir right now, if you will, because you're here and I want to thank you for that. And those joining online and in you're you're leaning in. But friends, I also know this. So many times I talk to people and it's been so many months since they've come to church and they wonder, why am I stalling out in my relationship with Jesus? Why am I having a difficult time? Friends, it's because we need one another. I'm not suggesting to you that every single time the doors of the church are open that you need to be here because in North Point's case, you would be here almost 24 seven. I am simply saying this, if we are not regular in, in our coming together, we are going to be missing out. We're going to end up discouraged. So please come on. We need each other. I need you and you need me. And then finally, we can encourage one another by praying for one another. You know, in just a few minutes, we're going to sing our our final song. And then I'm going to invite you, if you've got a prayer request, like we do on every communion Sunday, that you would come to the front and you would be prayed for by our prayer team. And I just believe that God does amazing things when we pray for one another. Man, there is nothing more encouraging than when you share a need with someone and they stop and they say, let's pray together. I've been the recipient of so many of your prayers. In fact, there are times where I've been praying for people and then they'll come up and they'll say, Pastor, what can I pray for you right now? I want you to know that that encourages my heart and I need it and I know you need it. And I want North Point to be a place of prayer. where all down our hallways and in our foyers that as people share any requests and any needs that they would be met with prayer. And my prayer for you is that you would find the encouragement that Jesus Christ can give into your life. He has changed my life from the inside out and he wants to do the same for you today. So perhaps you've come here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you were just so curious, you know that things are going on here and and you decided I just got to check things out. Whatever the case is, you are here And you know that you need to have a relationship with Jesus. You know that there is something that is missing in your life. And even as I've been speaking about the encouragement that we can not only give, but we can receive, you want to receive the encouragement of Jesus Christ. I want you to know this today. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ wants to have a relationship with you. Jesus Christ has a beautiful purpose for your life. But until we surrender our lives to Jesus, until we ask him to cleanse us of our sins, our sins that separate us from him, until we are made whole in him, we're never gonna find what we're looking for. You were made for a relationship with God and you can have that right now. Would you bow your heads with me, please? If you'd like to pray that prayer to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and change me from the inside out. If that's you, would you just slip up a hand right now? Because I'd love to pray for you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I'm encouraged today because of the people that you've brought here. I'm encouraged that throughout my life, there have been people that have been praying for me. There have been people that have walked alongside with me. And today, I know that there are some people that are here in Edmonton and in Vegreville and online. They need you, they need your love, they need your presence and your power in their lives. God, right now, I pray that you would cleanse them of their sin by your precious blood that was spilled at Calvary on that cross. Forgive them, Lord. Cleanse them. And I pray right now your Holy Spirit would would make them alive to you and dead to sin. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that they are no longer called sinners. They are now called saints. They are children of God. Lord, help us all to live like your kids, like your children. We pray these things in your name. Amen.